I used media as a, as a good outlet. Right. And I've always thought that was interesting. Acting, period, I was always intrigued by. And I saw people like myself just gravitate to it. So well, if, if I'm an actor and I'm able to get, could get the same response from my audience, maybe that's something that I could do and I could benefit from. Hey, I'm Armando Leduc, producer, film actor, and owner of Leduc Entertainment. I've chosen a life off the beaten path and wanted to find others that are doing the same. Spaghetti on the Wall is a show based on all of the years that I've thrown spaghetti on the wall and nurtured what's stuck. We will share fun stories, ideas, tips, tricks, and more. Welcome to Spaghetti on the Wall. Welcome to Spaghetti on the Wall, ladies and gentlemen. We're back for another week of some goodness, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Really happy to have our guests here and, of course, our um, our resident guest that... Um, Oh, not owns. I, should I say. own like, Reinhardt. You, you know what? We're just gonna say that you own it. We're just gonna say you own it. He owns the Performing Arts Center right here in Reinhardt. It's not true. Is this Reinhardt? No, it's just Reinhardt University. Reinhardt University. In, this is the Fellaini Performing Arts Center. And the the city we're in is Waleska. Waleska, Georgia. Waleska, Georgia. United States. It reminds me of uh, cholesterol. Cholesta. Cholestra. Well, what was that stuff they used to put on chips? Alestra. Anal leakage? Yeah. Bruh. What a worse, <laughs> what a worse idea. Like that is a worse idea ever. Yeah, was that an actual thing? Yeah. Yeah. Olesta. yeah. It was like, it was like you could eat as much chips as it, you want. They called it Olean. Olean. That's yeah, it. Yeah. But, but the, Olestra the was the thing. Yeah. Olestra, yeah. And the thing is you, you ate it, but you couldn't digest it. So it was just like. And like on the bag. Just like whatever. Just on the bag, slowly on the, Just like, yeah. It was like it's, a bag on the bag of chips. There was a warning. It said may cause anal leakage. Like, oh, God. Your sour cream <laughs> chips. And I ate that <laughs> <Is> all <laughs> the time. No, I'm just kidding. And that's I how I lost 350 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> So oh I, my how did you god! Stop it? Just throw up a plug in there or something? No, nah, I mean no, you, you just, just stopped. Had to, it. You just had to let. Yeah, you just god, had to let it, random, let it run its course. Random fact before you start. Random fact. Yes. Talking about anal leakage and plugs. <laughs> I love it. I love. Where is this going? This could go anywhere right now. And I learned. I learned the other day that in the nineties, some woman wanted to take the longest poop, and she approached. She approached. Uh, no, the hold univer- up. Is this for real? No, I swear to God. Approached the University of Michigan, and they're like, "Yeah, we got you." Just stick this up there, and they put her on this diet of nothing but fiber and just plug that thing up for a solid seven days. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, I swear to God, it's the most astonishing thing I've ever Ugh. seen in my life. What? And so they all they all, <laughs> they all rented out a, a, a bowling alley, and she went from one. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. I kid no, I, nah. I wish I was smart enough to make this nah. up. I wish. Hold up. You're talking about from one end of the bowling out to the end or like the actual no, lane? The one, one end to the other oh long end. To <laughs> shit. Yeah. And what she do? Like like squatted as she went? <laughs> squatted. Waddled the entire this time. This is a real thing. This is a real thing. This is not a real thing. This is not a real thing. recording Please somebody look this up. Book of world please, record. please look this up. Someone's audience Google this. Uh, I can't believe it. Uh, that, <laughs> I can't believe it. You know, it's a good segue. This Christopher Edge, everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> local actor. Um, also officiant at our wedding. Yes. Um, he married me and my wife. So... Found out that I'm not, I could have been not just an efficient, but a Jedi. You efficient. could have been a Jedi efficient. I am a Jedi Unbelievable. priest. A Jedi priest. Yes. Explain. 
I, uh, some, um, one of my very best friends, she was getting married. She asked me to, uh, officiate. So I went to the universalist. What is it called? <laughs> you're not, obviously you're not. I don't remember. Serious. Never, no, he's not I'm taking it serious. I've only done it one time. He, yeah. <laughs> Six. Get on my level. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I know. But that was one of the options that when I went to the website to choose, it said, what denomination do you want to be ordained in? And Jedi was one of them. And I was like, God, oh, I'm so of jealous. course I want to be a Jedi. Dude. So I'm a Jedi. So, so jealous of that. Did you know that you can own land in Scotland and call yourself a lord? Yep. I did I did learn that a couple months ago. Yeah, there are people who sell like like one foot my, square plots. My sister in law is a lady. She uh she, bought, she so. did. She Otherwise did. she's your brother in law. <laughs> right. No, but I'm saying she actually like she has a piece of paper and a certificate. Is that she's lady of um lady of whatever. Lock, 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 yeah. Lock, lock. yeah. That's Scottish. What I've been there. For? Yeah. Have you been to Scotland? I've been there. He's You've been, been to Scotland? Been oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant Scotland. Place. Dude, I want to go to Scotland. I do that's too. A place, that's a place I really want to go to. I do too. And Thailand. I want to go you know, to Thailand. Let's be honest. I just want to get out of this continent. I've never yeah. been out yeah, of this no. continent. Have you? You've never been out of this continent. Yeah, I grew mind. up, grew up over there. Yeah, yeah, you lucky bastard. You've never been out of here? I've been to Canada. I've been to Mexico. Oh my Never out of this continent. Dude, Europe will change your life no i've been told europe will change your life bro. i've got i've got bad habits <laughs> and, and well, other, other things and other and other things that take it. away the money that makes me able to afford said trip to europe oh so, i got you so that's yeah. where the bad habits are. yeah all right they're not that bad they're just things i don't want to talk about on this podcast yeah, well, no worries. Actually, Trust this me. This is an intervention. Um, <laughs> That's we what this people, is. We're bringing your oh, uh, we so I saw the paint. Out. I saw the red paint. The towers back here. Oh, man. Dude, speaking of intervention. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh, no. I got to go. <laughs> That's a good, good segue. Um, like I said, Spaghetti on the Wall is all about bringing people together that kind of are living life off of the beaten path. Like they're sort of like, you know trailblazing their own way and um and they've found their passion and you have been an actor for oh man since uh 2011 yeah and so you've done plays and film yeah. and late the whole bloomer. found it late but i'm glad i did how did you find it seriously yeah i woke up one day I was like, I can do this. I feel like everything you say is a lie. <laughs> I feel like what you're saying right now is about it's to be a lie. Halfway. Especially with this like with this like poopy thing. Hold on, hold on before is it the poopy is the poopy thing for real? It is? Oh, oh dude. God. Okay, you so need, I trust you. We need to write right, so you woke up. Oh my this god. Woman. We should <laughs> and poop. Right? There's a tear. It's a tear. I like, smell oh Oscar. My god. And I'm sorry. So you woke up yeah. one day. No, uh, no, all, all bullshit aside. So at the time, now I was I was living in corporate America. I'd, I'd moved to New Orleans in 2008. I mean, as a kid, I always from loved. From Gulf No, from Gulf Foxy. Gulf, from, Gulf, from, Gulfport, Biloxi. Yes, not Gulfport, Biloxi, but from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Hattiesburg, all right. Oh. I, right out of college. You I just did. wanted to stay in Mississippi, huh? I did, I did. I didn't know any better. No one, Long, in, Miss, no one in Mississippi. Mississippi thinks that they need to leave Mississippi. That's unheard of. Why doesn't Mississippi and Alabama just become one state? You think they would? Yeah, I you just think, they, think would. they would. It's one the same. Yes, I'm just like Alabama, Mississippi. Like, what's the difference? The coast is the same. Alabama, Mississippi coast. Yeah. Above that line, above I-10, it's the same. Same. Married, married it's just the same. I, I agree. Like, Louisiana is definitely different, right? Tennessee is different. Yeah. 
Georgia's different. Florida's different. Yeah. Florida's Mississippi, really Alabama, and look, same. The amount of Alabama fans in Mississippi, aggravating as hell. Can we just They're bring there? it? Can we just, can you do this? Can you just bring it together? Marry you know, that? I am hot shit, but I don't know if I'm that Alicipi? hot to make that happen. Mm. Hey, Joe. Miss Abama? I got a Miss proposition Abama? for you. You like Miss Abama better? Miss Abama. Alicipi. Alice. <laughs> That's so good. Where are you from? Alicipi. It's going to happen here right now. Sorry. That's good. I threw you off, though. All right. So you woke up, and then you moved to Hattiesburg. I moved to Hattiesburg. I had a job lined up in 2008, right out of college. Shit you not. I was working 80 hours a week for pennies on the dollar. Oof. Fast forward, nothing really changed. Been there. Got in some trouble and just was not happy with where I was in my life. Oh, man. I've not happy. Definitely been there. Been there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, literally, I mean, my routine is wake up, shower, be in the office by 7.30, work 60 hours a week, go home, be stressed out, not even, not even be able to save money. Because at the time, man, I was in late 20s. You don't have control in your late 20s. No, you not don't. Not at all. Oof. So I was just not happy. Got in a little bit of trouble, and I was nervous about that. What kind of trouble? I can't tell you. Why? It's over now. It's your yeah, past. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was yeah. statutes of limitations, right? Yeah, well, Is that what it's called? Statutes of limitations? Statutes. Statutes of limitations. Statutes. I don't, under, I don't even understand what that is. Sta- I, I feel like it should just be the statue of limitations, right? Just like a statue. But it's 37 not. The years, I'm 37 years old, and I still don't know how statutes. to say that. Right. Statutes. Of, I don't even know what it statutes. means. Statute of, of limitations. <laughs> of a limitations. Of limitations. Of a limitations. Of elimination. No. Elimination. No. Limit. Limit. Eliminations. Statutes of elimination. What are, what are we doing? I don't know what we're doing. Sorry. Statue I want of limitation. So, uh, no, we want to know about your, your nitrous oxide st- leak in the back. We want to know the story. He's throwing spaghetti on the wall, man. <laughs> Let's see what's Did it stick? All right. Uh, yeah. Um, Let's nurture that noodle. Let's did it. So, <laughs> nurture that noodle. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you woke got up, in trouble. Woke up, got in trouble, and was not happy with my life. Mm-hmm. Woke up one day. In the shower thinking, God, I need to do something. I'm not a good person. I'm a good person, but I didn't think I was a good person. Right. And I need something to get me out of that. And I thought, what can I do? You ever slept with five girls in the same week? No. Me neither. No, that would have helped. Four, maybe. (laughs) Six and eight days. No, not five. Six and eight days? (laughs) That's a lie. It was seven. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, so I can't judge. I can't judge. So woke up, thought, well, I could, you know, maybe I could give money. I don't have money to give. I could volunteer. I'm already volunteering in, in the city. Um, what what can I do? I, I could I can. What inspires me? Music inspires me. I could play music, but I don't have time to pick up another instrument. Uh, I can't sing. What else? What else to find inspiration? What else? You I can't think? sing though. I cannot at all. I would try it. Sing something. What do you want me to sing? Sing. Sing that U2 song you played in that. Yeah. Sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. That's it. Where the streets have no names. Somewhere over the rainbow. That's not bad. Thank you. That's, it's, it's better than I thought it was going to be. That's Is not too bad. Look at you. That's something there. Alice Hippie. 
Alicippi. Alicippi. <laughs> so I thought I thought I'm from I'm from Alicippi. What what somebody from Alicippi, what could they do? Right. What would they do? They they could find contentment in. And I thought that maybe as I'm transitioning like it was that Jersey? That accent? I just did. It just it was, was like, it was what? going, it was forming. It was, that it was, was, forming. was something that was I feel like you bailed early. I wanted to see where it was <laughs> I going. I got nervous. That was, <laughs> that was you the bailed original Alicipi accent. The original Alicipi accent. It's the future accent yeah, of Alicipi. So no shit. So I, uh, <laughs> stay on stay on track. Stay on track. Stay Here on we track. go. So yeah. yeah, I'm doing all the shit in the shower. I thought, well, maybe I'd find I use media as a as a good outlet. Right. And I've always thought that was interesting. Acting, period, I was always intrigued by. And I saw people like myself just gravitate to it. So well, if, if I'm an actor and I'm able to get, to get the same response from my audience, maybe that's something that I could do and I could benefit from. Right. So I got dressed, went to work, made oatmeal, turned on my TV, sent out some emails. And I was you know, ready to start my day after that at like 8 o'clock. Knocked out everything they needed to knock, to knock out in time. And so I got on my computer, Googled acting classes in New Orleans. <clears throat> one popped up, and they weren't open. So another one popped up. It was the Elm Theater. Remember the Elm Theater? Back yeah. Then? Yeah. Garrett Prejean's Theater. Uh, called the number. He answered at 8.30 in the morning. We talked for an hour and a half. He just talked to me about life, about his approach, what you get from it, how hard it is, but if you do this, do that, you'll be fine. And I was like, I'm in. When do I take your class? He goes, well, you're gonna, you're two classes behind, but I could get you up to speed, and I'll, uh, I won't charge you for those two classes. Cool. When is it, when does it start? Tomorrow at four. So I showed up the next day at four o'clock, and petrified. I mean, I've never done anything like this. I've presented in front of people. Sure. 2,000 people or more, and I was never felt that. And the next class, failed. Next class, failed. <clears throat> but I worked my ass off getting to where I was the following class after that. And I didn't know what it was, but I felt it. And I was in front of, it was the final class, I was in front of my peers and everyone else he invited <clears throat> And something clicked. And what I did, I mean, I blacked out. Couldn't tell you what exactly it was, but I knew it was something special. And everyone is, and the way you had the class set up is you, you, it was, you're treated like an audition process. So everyone's, everyone walks in and you, and you audition your monologue we've been working on, and then you leave. And no one really had the teacher following them out. So I, I walk out and I'm, I'm just, it's, it's in my brain, it's in my body, and I feel it that actor's high and Garrett follows me out and he's like dude what the fuck is that like, I have no idea it was a terrible he goes no it was incredible you need to do this from now on and I said that's awesome I said really yeah it's like I don't know what your plans are but if you do that every time like, you're gonna be fine and that when I, I walked out of that class thinking shit I can do this now, it wasn't that easy after that. Right. But yeah, no, for one, sure. One th that class led Ups to another and class and then led to uh, a small community theater audition where they typecast the shit out of me. I mean, I was about 15 pounds heavier with like 4% body fat. I was, I was getting out all my stress. Mm. And they, they, they cast me as the, 
the love interest that always wore speedos, and that's it. Lucky. Definitely. Have you always been lucky with, the, with your physique? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you sure this wasn't like a chip? If you, it, well, if you were born in Alice then you'd have that. Alice That's, that's that not Alice my fault. That's, 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 that's not my fault, baby. It's not my fault. So, yeah, man. And hey, what was the monologue you did that where you felt like it, it was from? It curious. was, it was a, the first part of Sam Shepard's Lie of the Mind. Oh, nice. Yeah. I love Sam Shepard. That's cool. Oh, he's great. Uh, Garrett, the same guy, and I are, are, are actually taking a class with a gentleman in L.A. And we're workshopping. We were going through, just finished, by the way, um, a scene from True West. True West. Yeah. Oh, man. That's like my dream show to do. I've been, ever since we started yeah. working out, I've been in love with it. I, I like Motherfucker with a hat. <coughs> you do like Motherfucker with a hat. That's a good show. It's a good show. A fantastic Solid show. show. You, as a matter of fact, you produced you were, and acted in it. I was only acting in it. Okay. Yeah, I thought you I produced acted. it. No, I didn't, I didn't produce that one. But you actually, because I always knew of that show, you doing that made me think, oh, f- I need to watch it. And then talking to our mutual friend, Aaron, he's, he was like, you know, Armando wants me to read Motherfucker with that. Do it. Dude. I have the script. It's fucking awesome. Dude, it's it's really an amazing script. script. Yeah. That, Solid dude, the script. writing in that is just tight. I did a um did a show, not a show. I did a scene from it in Spanish with a with a an actress because I wanted to do a scene in Spanish yeah. for my reel, and it came out good, man. It's Great, just, yeah, it's awesome. It's Dude, awesome so show. so you obviously um are well versed in the theatrical literature. Oh man, he's are a, you are you Thespian as well? Yeah. Okay, so that's how we met. State. Nice. Yeah, we met so, doing One Foot of the Cuckoo's Nest like mm, 22 years did ago. Did West Side Story. Nice. West Side Story. Grease. Got to kill each other in West Side Story. That was dope. Yeah. So question, question. Do you remember your most pivotal moment on stage? Yes. I do, yeah. What was it? I had a panic attack right before I went out on, I was doing a Rocky Horror Picture Show. And you forget the second. No, it was the second. Uh, it was the second act, and I was um, the motorcycle you? guy, and then he Eddie. becomes the Eddie becomes yeah. uh, Doctor Scott, I believe. Eddie. Yeah. Um, and I'm sitting in that the meatloaf part to the yeah the the, the wheelchair, yeah. and uh, Laura Grice was uh, the the chick. Yeah. You know, and uh, and we're about to go out, and I was like, I'm 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 having a full on panic attack. Boom, boom. It's like the first time that's ever happened to me on stage, and I'm like. Don't push me out. Don't push me out. She's like, what are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> push God. me out, dude. And I'm like, boom, right there. And I can't move because, like, I'm, I'm stuck to that fucking wheelchair. You know what I mean? Full-on panic attack, sweating. I didn't know what. Did you, I like, forget everything wrong. that you were supposed to no, do? No, it wasn't or? even that. It wasn't, it wasn't even that. I think, you know what? My, my lifestyle at the time, because I was working on Bourbon Street, I was, like, I was drinking all the time. You know, smoking weed all yeah, the time, yeah, yeah. dude. And I was like, not treating my body. You weren't well. in it, yeah. And I just, you know, I just all of a sudden started freaking out. I couldn't, I couldn't calm down. And that took me out of theater for a while. Really? Yeah. That was but your then, most pivotal moment. Pivotal. Pivotal. In terms of, I mean, it was a, it was a memorable moment for me that like turned my life around. In terms oh, nice. of like, you know, what I. I need to be. I need to stop doing what I'm doing. So okay. pivotal moment in terms of my a life change. You yeah. know, um, I have other pivotal moments in in um, in theater, but I'll, I'll let Will talk about his. Well, like as far as like pivotal goes, mine like mine goes back to high school. Like the teacher that I had was incredible, and she uh, she wanted us to do Shakespeare, and, and none of us really wanted to do it. And we 
ended up doing Hamlet and uh, she cast me as Laertes. And it was just, that was, that was pretty life-changing, like diving into that text and figuring out what we were saying and how to translate it to where it made sense, but still say it the way it's supposed to be said. That was pretty powerful. But as far as like that actor's high, I didn't get that till like, the, that real like actor's high, like, oh, this is what it's supposed to feel like. It was like, I think it was five years ago, I was doing a show in Atlanta at a small theater. It's this play called Good People. And um, the it, I had this, the, the whole second act of the show is me and two other women. It's just us on stage the whole time. And this one actress and I, we have this knock, draw, and drag out fight at the end. We're doing Boston accents. And we we studied so hard to get those accents right. And we were doing a pretty good job at it. We've been rehearsing and doing this scene over and over again. And, you know, you get comfortable doing it and you kind of get in that rhythm and it doesn't, you don't have that spontaneity that you need, you know, yeah. you know, you, you kind of peak too early in rehearsals and then you, but we, we got to opening night and we got to that scene and like, we were just like, bang, 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 bang. And it was just like fire. And we got through it and I was just like, God, that's so the hair on the back of my neck was standing up and I like she was the best actress I've ever worked with and man she made me so much better and uh, it was like it really does oh, happen huh that's mm-hmm. how that's supposed to feel that was the that's the best acting high I've ever had and it took 35 years to get there not <laughs> 35 30 30 years, it, 30 years to, to feel that like I had felt good on stage before but that moment was like oh right I want to do this all the time yeah, I want to feel this every day. It's like the best drug ever. Yeah, because you could really you could is. feel that, like the audience was quiet, but you could feel all that energy coming at you from the house, and you could hear a pin drop because they were so into it. But it oh, was awesome. that energy; you could feel it. It wasn't. You get that with laughter too. You're doing comedy and yeah, really rolling. That's a great feeling. But when you're doing like hardcore drama and you're in it and it's quiet, but you can still feel all that energy and you're feeling it from your acting partner. That's the best feeling. In the Absolutely, world. It's so good. How about you? You know the show where I was in a speedo, yeah, in Alice. <laughs> so the Alice. That was actually at Mid City Theater. So I think when, I saw that show. So Psycho Beach Party. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I, I was think, in it. Yeah, I came to support you. Nice, yeah, thank you. I, I've seen you. So that show, when we wrapped, we went to a, a bar not far from the theater, and the owner of the theater. And the sound and lighting coordinator were just chatting about a show. And I'm behind them. And like, I'm trying to get into this, this, this industry. And so I'm just I'm not drinking at the time. I'm, not, I'm just trying to insert myself some way. Because I knew I loved it. Mm-hmm. just didn't know how to do it. And I knew these individuals because we spent so long working on the show. But outside of that, I didn't really know them that well. I eventually got to love them and become family members with them. But for the time, I was just trying to find ways I could make an impact in the industry that I wanted to be in. And the show is called Cherry Docs. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. So Cherry Docs is about a neo-Nazi skinhead who goes to jail for killing a man by kicking him to death with his still-toed Cherry Doc Martin shoe. Jesus. It's a two-person play. Heavy as shit. And I hear that come out of their mouth, and I say behind them, I'd like to audition for that if you're ready. And they looked at me, and they f***ing laughed. And I was, I was devastated because I'm like, no, I'm, I'm being serious. Serious, I want to do it. Yeah, and they were like, oh, okay, yeah. If we ever do, we'll let you know. I didn't think any of it. Three weeks later, I actually get a phone call from Fred. And he was like, I'm thinking about it. 
we're going to do it. And I want you to audition. Oh, man. And I auditioned. And he was like, mm-hmm. That was good. Come back in, in a week and work this monologue. I came back with just that monologue. He was like, huh. Because <laughs> like, I'm new. I'm, I'm, I'm not even a year into this. I'm new. And he was like, come back and uh, you're going to read with Tane Rose. Oh, and so wow. I, I've never, I've never been through it. So hold on, wait, time out. Dane Rhodes is, the, he's a beast. He is. This dude is, dude, he this is like. you alive he's, on stage. He is, he is New Orleans actor royalty. Okay. Yeah. He's been in, he's been in every, every movie that comes down in New Orleans. Like, okay. That's the dude. And he's got this like really gravelly voice. Oh, cool. He's a fantastic actor. That's awesome. And so th- this role, not only are you getting naked on stage, which I, I've never done anything like hold that. Hold up. Yeah. Like butt naked? Butt naked. Shut up. Butt naked on stage. Really? You're smoking cigarettes the, basically the entire time. And I'm never. Butt I, naked. I, butt naked. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Twigging berries all out. And, yeah. <laughs> the entire show? No, not the entire. That'd be awkward as hell. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and not only that, you're smoking the majority of the time. So you have to, you have to get acclimated with that because you don't want to give a monologue and, and choke. And yeah. it's in a theater of 150. You can't fake smoking. Sure. You got to do it right. But out of all that, you got to cry so hard to the point you have to vomit. And I've, I've, I've gotten there a little bit, but never, never done that. Mm. And I've never even have done a full-fledged table reading, start to finish. And I didn't know about this until like the day before. So he gives me the script. I've been reading through it, but I'm not, not used to it. I'm just working the material that he wanted me to work. So I show up and Dane does what he does. If you're not prepared, he's going to eat you alive. But I'm at the time like I'm going to f- improve myself. So we're going through it, and I'm getting, I'm getting to places I need to get to. And then that scene, man, I didn't know I had it in me. And when it happened, I'm crying to a point where snots out my nose. And imagine, like a couple months prior, I was in trouble with some stuff that knocked me on my ass. You still haven't told us. I'm going to tell you later on. <laughs> and and when that happened, he had no choice but to to cast me because he was crying. Dane got choked up. Everyone that was watching the table read got choked up, and I'm just a ball of mess. We worked on the show for for you did that in the table read in the table read uh-huh. in the table read. That's a bold move. That is a bold move for a table read. <laughs> yeah. That's a rookie thing, and but that's so, cool. But it, hey, look, at the know, time, hey, at the, at the you, time, were, you were a rookie. And, yeah. I, and if I didn't do that, that's I, cool. It worked. Yeah, it did. If, if I didn't get there, and thank God I had Dane across from me because I wouldn't have gotten there if it wasn't for him. If I didn't get there, I wouldn't have thought that I could actually do it. Hmm. And I did. And they had no choice but to cast me. And they did. And we worked on it for months. And every night, it was a short run. But every night, it was like clockwork. I knew exactly where the audience was. And it was right here. Palm of your hand, right? And when I, when I let it out, I mean, everything was on stage. When I let it out, you could hear the audience anywhere between 20 to even 100 people at the time were crying with me. Oof. And when that happened, yeah, you had hanging it. up, yeah. hanging up. I was, I was bought in even harder after that. And that's when I started going. Um, that show, actually, that show caught so much traction in, that, in New Orleans theater that I had two individuals reach out to me to represent me. So overnight, I had, now I've got representation in film, something that I never knew I wanted to do. And from there, just had stuff going on in with theater and then 
I'm going on auditions. I'm booking a little bit here. I'm working a little bit there. And I realized like, oh shit, I need to just. This every, is my job now. This is my job. Yeah. I, there's no turning back. And at the time I've got a full 40 hour a week at the time was actually 60. A very well established career that I just abandoned to, to go after this. That sounds like an actor move. Oh, big time. Big <laughs> time. Sounds like what actors do. Yeah. I love hearing like origin stories like that. How, what's your origin story to, to acting? I don't know if I even know to that. acting. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, it started in high school and, uh, I didn't, sorry. I didn't think it was something I was like going to fall in love with, but I played football and did you play football? Yeah. And, uh, in Alicipi? <laughs> yeah. I was, the, I was the offensive lineman in Alicipi. <laughs> um, I played baseball no, in Alicipi. I, <laughs> I pitched I, and catched. <laughs> I was, I was a football player and, uh, but I mean, I was, by the time I got to high school, everybody had outgrown me. I was smaller than everybody, and I wasn't. I mean, I was. I could be on the team, but I wasn't going to play. Right. And uh, and all the girls were in the theater, so I was like, I'm going to go there. So I went and auditioned for a play, and uh, and I was like, Oh, this is cool. This is super fun, and I just fell in love with it. And um and it stuck. I mean, I was getting lead roles when I was a freshman in high school, and it just kind of that's the way it always went. And uh, and now I'm a character actor. Instead, no more lead roles for me. I'm too old, so um, which I prefer anyway. Uh, there's, there's probably a, there's a few yeah, roles that roles, you could de- definitely do. I, I get cast as, as more character roles. <clears throat> which character roles are fun, dude? They're the best. Oh man, they're so much more fun. Character roles and bad guys. That's that's where it's at. Absolutely. Man, I played yeah. uh, Franz Liebkin in, uh, in the producers. Yeah. That was fun. Did you? God, that was fun. Oh man, it was like amazingly fun. <laughs> that's Rican a good type. show. That's a good show, though. Oh, it's so, dude. Yeah. We did it at JPAS. It was Broadway quality. Like, I would, you know, I've been in a lot of shows, and I would be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. That show, everybody that was in that show, Broadway quality. Well, J-Pass has a level of just, you know, we're in either, and this is what I know of. I, I could be completely wrong, but they like to go all out for that reason. Yeah. And there's that fine line with me producing theater, too. Um, you got to, there's got to be an approach that's either here or there, nowhere in between. You know, and J-Pass is like, I'm not going to be over here nor in between. I'm going to do exactly what, what I'm going to do, which right. means throw everything at within your budget at the production and make it worthwhile. Yeah. You got to respect it for that. You do. You yeah. do. I, yeah, I, I love doing shows over there. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. I know it goes fast. It's 30 it? minutes, bro. That's it? That's it, bro. That's, oh, you know, we got, I know, we got to keep it. We got to keep it short, keep him wanting to more. You know what I mean? But we'll do this again, man. Absolutely. That's, that's what we do. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Ramage, tell them how, how they can find you. Uh, yeah, follow me on the interwebs. Uh, Facebook, obviously, because, you know, I was part of that Facebook group back in 2004. But outside of that, you could find me on uh, what is Instagram. That what are you saying? You know, you, you had to be, you have to have an EDU uh, Email address. Oh, and oh, oh, you were Facebook. one of the first Facebookers. I was OG mother. Really? Yes. Really? Yeah. I don't know too many people like yeah. that. So you got invited early. That's because you're always in in shape and shit, showing your twig and berries and that's, shit on that's, stage. That's the guidelines that's on Facebook Jesus. in 2004. You have to be in shape. Right. You're yeah, welcome, millennials. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you can you can find me on Instagram at Christopher Ramage. And yeah, and if you want to get married, he'll he'll marry you. Yes, or or, I or, or he will. Yeah. The, they, they, they do you want will. him or do you want a Jedi? 
Get the hell out of here. All right. Thank you all so much. We'll see you all on the next Spaghetti on the Wow. Alicipi. Alicipi. Alicipi.